So I'm driving now. Um, I'm going to introduce you, but I don't know your official title. So uh, today on the Ken Hunnell podcast, we have Aminti Corey. He works with Mitchell International. What I love about Aminti is his passion for the industry and uh, shops, especially the shop side of things. Uh, he is involved in, um, your, I believe, two auto body associations, right? The Nebraska Auto Body Association and the Kansas Auto Body um, Association. Um, yeah, and I'm also involved in the Iowa Collision Repair Association as well. Wow. Wow. So uh, he's a busy guy. Um, he is very, very knowledgeable. And what another thing that I really uh, love and respect and appreciate about you, Aminti, is you are like a natural encourager, man. Like you're just you're so positive. All your posts on Facebook and just I don't know the way that you live your life. It, it's not hard to tell that you're uh, a positive guy. So uh, thank you so much for for being on here and being my second guest. Uh, again, I'm driving, I'm kind of a notes guy, so I don't have a lot of notes in this case. Cause we've been, you and I've been trying to connect a little bit for yeah, a couple no of days. Uh, so, so bear with me, uh, a little bit in that regard, but, uh, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about what you do with Mitchell and, and what's some things that are going yeah, on. Sure. With Mitchell. Um, well, first of all, my, my correct title is called the solution specialist, um, for the Western region. Um, you know, uh, the, my area is Nebraska, Iowa, and Kansas, and a sliver of Missouri. So they part they consider that part of the western region. Um, and uh, you know, I've been working for Mitchell now for a little over three years. Um, I came from the Chicago land market as an estimator uh, for eleven years, then became a body shop manager for three years after that. And uh, that's when I decided to um, have the opportunity to come out of the shop and bring as much knowledge that I had there as well as the knowledge that I've learned since then to help shops uh, gain more of a competitive edge with safe and proper repair procedures. Um, I think that's, you know, really the most important thing. And, uh, and that's really what I've been focused on doing, Ken. Good. Well, and, and I know when you and I met when I was with All Angles and, and I feel like the timing of you joining Mitchell was, was great for, it sounds like for you, but really for Mitchell, I mean, uh, they, they had just, I don't know, just the let things just kind of erode away. Uh, and so as you come on then it's, it feels like they kind of have some new products and stuff and then your energy, man, I, I feel like when are they making you a, a partner or some sort of, some, I mean, the way that you've had to have grown the mark, your region, uh, Surely they're, they're compensating you well. <laughs> well, you know, um, first of all, you know, the success that I've had with Mitchell has been based off of my faith. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it, um, you know, because leaving, leaving the body shops, like anything else in our industry, you know, we're always afraid of change. And you know that as well, um, leaving all angles and going into your own shop. So when, when I left um, the dealership world, uh, it was a leap of faith, you know, to be able to take this job. But uh, a couple of things that made me want to do this was, again, like you talked about, they had brought up all these different new things. They flew me out to San Diego and they said, well, we're interested in you. And I'm like, well, I, I lo hopefully we have something different. He go, I go, I love Mitchell. I love using the products, 
Um, you know, and I've used all the other competitors as well, but there's got to be something different, you know, because we're, you're falling behind. And so when I went out to San Diego three years ago, that's when they were in, they were rolling out cloud estimating. Um, and that was just at that time it was raw. It didn't have the integrated repair procedures in it. Um, they were still in the process of putting, you know, the aftermarket and the QRP in it. And, um, so, you know, between that, that rollout started to take effect and, and you've definitely, from three years ago, you can definitely see the value of where cloud estimating is. I mean, it's, it's truly an integrated system. It is truly a cloud-based system to be able to write from anywhere because it's not on a, um, an app. It's a URL. Uh, so, and then now integrating with the integrated repair procedures, you know, having the Toyota templates in there, having the partnership with GM Collision Repair Network with their service manuals. I mean... There, if, if you haven't looked at Mitchell now, um, you're really you're really underestimating where we're at. And I know a lot of people out there and, and maybe some of your listeners, you know, are like, oh, Mitchell stinks. And but they're, they're comparing it to the old Mitchell and Ultramate is an outdated system. And hopefully that will be totally phased out by the end of the year. That's I think that would be our ultimate goal um, because we're trying to still increment things in. And, you know, people might say, Ken, well, how come they didn't just put everything in at one time? Well, you know what? Software breaks. And if you don't put things in in the right time and you put too much in, things can go all bad. And when you have a new product like we had and you're rolling it out, you want to make sure that it's right. And, and if it takes a little bit more time to get there, then I think you should be definitely happier. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about the fact that we also, in the, in the time that I've known you, and I've been in the region, my area, we rolled out that diagnostic unit. And, and that oh, yeah. partnership with Bosch has been outstanding. I mean, just, I mean, it's been blowing the doors off of everything. So um, I'm, I'm excited because, and you talk about compensation and stuff like that from the company, is, you know, they've, they've really rewarded me for being able to sell the most diagnostics in the company. So in my three states, we literally have the most diagnostic systems in the whole company. And to me, that just shows that just to me, that just shows the um, the the willing of our shops in our states to say, hey, we need to get better and we need to be scanning cars and they're doing it. That's good. Well, and man, your your passion for for what you do uh, for the industry, but also for Mitchell and their products. And, and I remember, you know, when you and I first talked, it was uh, it was by far one of the best conversations that I'd ever had with with someone uh, from any software company, as far as just your knowledge, your understanding of the shop side of things, and then. And your your honesty to say, yeah, Mitchell, it, we've fallen behind, but here's what we got coming up, and here's the stuff that we're working on. And then it wasn't just uh, pie in the sky like I've heard from other software companies of, yeah, 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 we're working on that. Yeah, 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 we're working on it. It was legitimately, here's what we have. Here, here's some timelines. Here's some things that I think are coming, but you can't hold me to this. Uh, and and that just, I don't know, dude. It 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 it's no accident for sure that that you're here that, that you've done so well. Uh, but, but, uh, man, I, I just, you've done great and, and what a good partnership for you. So tell me a little bit more about 
how you got to to that. What uh, what was what led to you wanting to get out of the on the out of the shop site? Well, I, I think part of it was um, my hand kind of got forced a little bit. Um, I was working for a great dealership, uh, Patrick Dealer Group, outstanding dealership. Um, they had built. You know, I was I was an estimator for the BMW facility, which was certified. So I knew about certifications already as far as that aspect goes. Um, but we had opened up a brand new, uh, a re- you know, collision center. And so we already had two. So the opportunity came for me to finally, you know, take my skills of, of where I was and grow, you know, as a person and become a manager. So I did. But the bad part was, you know, two and a half years into it, they decided to sell that dealership to another company, to another dealer group. And uh, unfortunately, that dealer group didn't have the right outlook um, towards uh, proper and safe repairs. And, you know, I, I granted, oh. I was, uh, I probably was ahead of my time when I was focusing on that kind of stuff um, than most shops were at that time because of the fact that, you know, I had come from BMW and they have a high standard that they set for repairs and with training and everything else. So I thought, you know what, this is not right. And I started, I started looking around and, and actually it was a couple of people because of the fact that I use Mitchell software, I had a lot of connections with Mitchell people and they were like, Hey man, you should come work for us. And I'm like, uh, you know, again, you know, being hesitant and, you know, I thought about it and, and then they, you know, brought me out. I did the interview. I did everything that I needed to. And, and it was the right fit. Um, you know, it was it was the right timing, like you talked about, and uh, to be able to come out and and th- you know, like you said, I, I I love what I do. I mean, that's there's no doubt that I love what I do, and I love being able to help people. I really don't consider myself a salesman. Um, you know, some people might say, well, you know, that's that's what you do, but I, in my eyes, I really consult because I I firmly believe yep. Ken that our product sells itself. I don't really need to do anything once yep. I show it. Uh, to me, it's more about consulting on how I can help you better your shop and better your procedures and and take all the knowledge that I learned from when I was in the shop and the stuff that I, I'm learning since I've been out of the shop. And I, by no means will I tell you I know everything because every single day on this job, I'm learning something new, whether it be through other body shop managers, whether it be through other vendors, um, whether it be through other consultants. Um, I've learned to partner with a lot of people to increase my knowledge in whatever way I can to help other shops. That's good. I, uh, I really, uh, appreciate what you were saying about the, the sales. I, I, uh, also feel the same way. I used to sell life insurance and, uh, and I certainly believed in, in life insurance, but part of that uh, organization I was with was also a multi-level marketing. So you were recruiting, you know, you're trying to sell this dream of, of freedom, you know, financial freedom and whatever else. And once I realized that that really wasn't good to deliver for me, I couldn't, I couldn't sell that. I didn't believe in it, but that's when I knew it was time to get back into collision repair because I'm not selling collision repair. I'm helping people get their car fixed. I'm helping them through this issue or whatever they got going on. So I, I agree. It's not, not selling in any way when you enjoy it and you legitimately know that you're, I'm, I'm, I'm just helping someone. This is, this is what can help them be more, uh, more efficient, uh, provide a a better uh, quality repair. 
and, and, um, and better serve their, their customers. So that's good. Um, speaking of the, another thing that I'm really envious of with you is, uh, like you said, getting into a lot of different shops and different things like that. Where, um, how many shops do you, I, you are a busy guy. You're all over the place. How many shops do you visit on average on a, on a, on a normal non um well i can tell you this um the difference between my territory and a lot of other territories is i'm i'm a lot of rural areas i mean i'm pretty spread out you know if if you take out if you take out like wichita or omaha or lincoln um the kansas city market um take out des moines or iowa city or davenport you know you're really left with rural so you know, I ultimately like to try to get in to see eight shops a day when I'm out and about. But um, I can tell you, I just got done doing a trip up in Omaha and I, I anchored myself out of Omaha because I, I really don't I don't really like going from hotel to hotel to hotel. I, I, I really don't mind trying to anchor myself centrally in an area and just, you know, just go around each day into a further area. So yeah. um, I stayed in Omaha and I drove a route out to Columbus and saw shops, uh, one shop on the way to Columbus, four shops in Columbus and two shops after Columbus. I was trying to get eight in and I only got six in in a 10 hour day. So, um, that was, that, that gives you an idea of how sometimes spread out things are. And, uh, you know, and six shops in a 10 hour day. So if you figure you spend an hour at each shop, you know, the other four hours was driving. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, and as you're having some good conversation, then it, you're wanting to get, enjoy that conversation and, and really connect. But there's a little bit of you in the back of your mind of, man, I, I need to get, I need to get my eight or I need to get to the next shop. But, but it's so much about relationships too. So it's a balance. I, I've noticed when I do, I mean, mine's a little different with uh, marketing to agents and different things like that. But that's the you're you're like, well, but I set a goal to get this and and (laughs) but I'm but I'm but I'm having good, meaningful conversation here. So how uh, talk me um, mention what is some of your I, I, I it sounds like I know now with as long as you've been doing this and I'm sorry, this isn't making sense, but I'm I'm trying to get somewhere the. As 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 you now kind of have a route and you probably have developed a, because you're you're good and who you are, you've developed some relationships with these uh, decision makers at, at these shops. Um, but tell me how you started some of that when you're just first kind of hitting the street. How were you? How did you what were some things that you found that helped you uh, break down, get past the gatekeeper, I guess, when you when you were first kind of establishing yourself uh with knowing knowing that most shops have somebody coming in on the regular trying to sell something here or there or whatever else and so uh, a good manager sets the gatekeeper up to really shut shut you down as you walk in the door oh absolutely absolutely and i think really where it started with me is i just when i first got in the areas um i i focused on three things um that i really needed to do um, think, and I thought about it from the standpoint of being a shop manager myself on, on what I wanted. So 
uh, the first thing I did was I made it a priority to get involved in every single association. That to me was the key to be able to be in part of the association, yep. to be able to bring value. And you got to remember when I started, we didn't have a Kansas auto body association. So, you know, all we had right. was really Iowa was the leader. Nebraska was just building and Kansas didn't have anything. So, um, that was, that was my first thought process was starting there, um, with that. Then the second thought process was just trying to, to show when I went in to talk to shops about, you know, product service and image and that, listen, I have a product. I just want to share it with you. Um, if, and just point out some of the things that we're doing different. And, you know, once you start talking to a shop manager or you get, you know, you get past the gatekeeper, like you said, getting past the gatekeeper sometimes can be difficult. But I think the main thing is, is when you go in there and just say, hey, you know, I'm I'm so and so and I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, take a lot of time. I think that's where it really starts off with. If you go in there with that mentality that, hey, just give me a couple minutes of your time. If you see that there's value in talking with us about this, we can continue. If not, you know, no hard feelings. And that, I think when I was a manager, the biggest thing I used to tell vendors that came in and said, listen, you can come in anytime you want, except for Monday mornings, Friday afternoons. I said, and then if I was busy, yep. you just be understand and be respectful of my time. Then I'm busy and you're going to have to come back some other time. So that was the same mentality yep. that I brought in as a vendor saying, okay, no Monday mornings. Oh, sorry about that. Can no Monday mornings. Um, no, no Friday yeah. afternoons. And I would just focus on that kind of stuff. So that's really, hang on a second. I got to come here. Come, come here. I don't, I don't need you barking and I'm on the phone with Ken. So yeah, this is real life. Yeah, that's good. So, um, the, uh, that, I mean, that's pretty much what, what I did. And, um, and I think yeah. that that's what built. And then the other thing too, is as I was going around and building these relationships, that's how the Kansas auto body Association started was because we went ahead and I, and I reached out to people, asked them, well, why don't we have one? Well, it was only up here in, in Kansas city and only down in Wichita, not the whole state. So we started just getting managers together and just having little get togethers and talking about it. And next thing you know, we had 10 on, on trying to start off with 10 as a conference call. And as we kind of slowly windled down to those that really had the time and next thing you know, boom, we had an association starting to kick off. So um, I was really excited about the fact that I could be in that ground level to bring something, which I think, has been, I mean, until COVID, <laughs> we were, we were, we were really rocking. Yeah. We were moving with it. We had a trade, we had a, a trade show our very first year. Um, and, you know, we were bringing a lot of value to the body shop managers. And, and that's really what it's about. I mean, we need to be able to educate, 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 because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Absolutely. I I think that that was and and you spent a lot of time as you and I had talked about it uh, you know, when the Kansas Auto Body Association was was kicking off. And um, I I forgot 
uh, how much involvement you had in that. And, and like you said, connecting the right people that finding, seeing those people that had interest uh, and connecting them, uh, what a value, but then 100%, absolutely. The, the issue is not that shops need to collude. They just need to know that, hey, the, the, first of all, it needs to be safe and proper. And then how, how do you communicate that? How do you ask for that? How do you, how do you have these things? It's, 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 not, it's not rates. It's not, it's not uh, price fixing. It's these things need to be done. And we're professionals and we need to be able to effectively communicate that we need that we need to do these things to keep people's cars right. safe. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's really, really cool. Uh, and what you had to have been involved with in that uh, regard. And I would guess that as you look back on that, man, what a what a accomplishment, uh, especially for the state of Kansas and and knowing what I've seen in, in Wichita and, and, and now what I'm kind of seeing in, in Enid of stepping back in time a little bit of, Oh, wow. They, you know, some of the things that I asked for kind of starting that conversation over again, that right. I forgot, right. <laughs> forgot what it was like. So yeah, that's cool. Um, tell me some, some things that, um, you said you're in quite a few shops. So tell me something, um, that you're you're seeing now from a um, maybe just a production or an efficiency standpoint that you think is pretty cool. Something I don't know, something cool that you've seen um, recently. Well, you know, I guess the best thing that I see is um, more shops opening up about proper repair procedures. I think that's you know you you mm-hmm. still you still run into some of the shops that that don't, but. You know, like you said, having meaningful conversations has been outstanding, you know, and, and I never I never cut a shop short when we're having meaningful conversations about how to help their business, you know, protect them from liability issues, you know, and and the safe and proper repair procedures and how they're implementing them in. I mean, um, I'm excited because I have I have a shop that I was up to in Columbus and they are in the process of redoing everything and they're, they're a Mitchell customer, but they didn't have everything that they needed. And they're like, you know, we want to add this. We integrated repair procedures. We want to add in, um, have uh, aftermarket, you know, and we want to have the diagnostics. Can we add those things on there? And I'm like, well, sure. And then they were like, well, when you come back next time, can we sit down and talk about, you know, our, our workflow and, and what you see from other shops and, I think when, when they started talking about that, it makes me think about your main question was what's the coolest thing that I've seen is the blue printer. That is probably the coolest thing that I see mm. in every sh- in majority of shops that are starting to go that route is to have that blue printer, be able to have that person that, you know, goes in and does the rest of the estimate with the repair procedures. And I think that that's outstanding. I, I think that's probably the, the coolest thing to be able to see that because back in the day, we never had a blue printer. You know, you never had a diagnostic specialist, yep. right? A, a couple of shops have that, which is kind of yep. cool. Um, and that, and that involves kids to be able to come into this business, you know, and not be where they have to do, you know, the actual painting of the car or the actual, you know, the uh, metal finish stuff that, you know, that requires hands on. You can get kids, that are big, 
you know, I don't want to call them nerds, but, you know, kids that are all techie, right? Yeah. Now they can have do something that's yep. techie and get paid for it. So, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm excited about that. I'm I'm really excited that you know working with uh, some of the uh, high schools and colleges to to see other kids looking at automotive from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not uh, it's not gearheads and grease monkeys. It's uh, it, it's a great industry and a great career, uh, and it, and it's shifting. Um, anyway, but yeah, the technological side of it, yeah, absolutely is, uh, is certainly, a. oh, you know, my son's, a he's, he's on video games all the time. So it, you know, it, it, it could translate in a different way. Just, uh, the electronic side of the, of the Oh, absolutely. Industry, so. Absolutely. It could go in the programming. It can go into all kinds of different areas. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the wave of the future. I mean, there's going to be more and more stuff that, that deals with programming. I mean, artificial intelligence, I know you had asked me earlier um, about, you know, new and upcoming things. Uh, that, that's one of them. You know, we have artificial intelligence estimating that's actually learning, you know, partnered with Google and, you know, doing that kind of stuff that it learns as it's writing these estimates for what could be further along in that, in that accident past the original uh, photos. So, you know, that's exciting. You know, they got uh, the glasses that are going to be coming out um, hopefully maybe this year, if not the beginning of next year to where technicians will be able to see the repair procedures on these glasses. And all they got to do is look at the area and, and touch the certain area. That's going to tell them how to, you know, do the R and I or do the removal. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, wow. you know, the, it's the, the technology wow. that is coming is, is just going to be extremely, extremely crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, man. Well, I, it's been good. I, I think that we need to do this again soon. Um, I, I still have a ton more questions. Uh, I have two uh, two more questions that are uh, somewhat random. And last time I gave someone homework so they could prepare, but this time I'm just going to spring <laughs> oh, it on fine. you. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the first one is, uh, what was uh, a childhood nick- nickname or a nickname? Uh, it's now? always been E, the letter E. Okay, sure. That makes sense. Um, and then what is something that most people don't know about E? Um, most people don't know that I was uh, a 10-year police officer. Whoa, holy cow. All right, so... Um, you still probably have friends that are police oh, yeah. officers absolutely. in, in the Chicago, in the Chicago oh, yeah. area. I'm absolutely. Guessing? I do. What's, what's that? What's that like with all this stuff that's going on? What's that? I mean, what's it like for you not being a, a police officer anymore with all this going on? And then what's that like for what it, your, some of your friends that, that are well, still police most officers? of my friends and people I started on the job are, are, they got um, pretty close to 20 years or a little bit over. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of them are taking early retirement um, due to the unrest of everything's yeah. going on here. I mean, um, as, as a former police yeah. officer, I can tell you that until you do the job, you would never understand what they go through. Um, I'm not saying that police brutality yeah. is, is legitimate 
Um, I don't think that anybody should abuse anybody. That's not the way the job is meant. We are there to serve and protect. Um, so it's, it's a little bit, yeah. it's a little bit disheartening um, to see what's going yeah. on uh, because that's not what these guys go out to yeah. do. They literally, they do put their lives on the line every day. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I feel for them. I pray right. for them every single day. It's, it's definitely, a, it's definitely yeah. a tough one out there. So hopefully our, our, our society will come together and understand that, you know, all races are equal and we need to treat everybody with respect and, and just, you know, be better towards being nice towards people. I mean, really, that's all it takes. Right. But, yeah. Not respectful. Like we're, we're human beings. We can communicate. We can have difference of opinions. We can have different uh, viewpoints. We can have different uh, beliefs, but we can also respect each other. Um, and we can even be doing on the wrong side of the law and still be respectful. Um, it, it's just, it's, we're in a crazy, crazy time. Um, and, and I don't even, I can't even process all of it, but uh, man, I, Aminti, I know that this world is a better place because of guys like you, uh, because of your service in law enforcement, uh, your passion for the automotive, uh, the collision repair industry, uh, the way that you've, united uh shops and associations um and everything that you do for our industry um i want to say thank you on behalf of on the little piece that i know of the of everything that you've done and and that i represent of of uh body shop uh history but uh man i i thank you so much for taking the time and just thank you for you and and who you are um if anybody wanted to reach out to you uh, how would they do? How would they find you? Uh, how well, would they there's a couple so? ways they can find me. Um, one, they can always find me on Facebook uh, because um, I integrate my personal page with my business. Uh, it's one of the things that you know the company has allowed me to do. Um, I'm one of the few employees that can do that. So um, they can find me on Facebook. They can uh, call me at uh, 708-415-2721. Or they can reach out to me at amenti.corey at mitchell.com. Um, you know, I'm always available. Uh, I do talk to customers on the weekends as well. Um, I, I just I just always want to be there to be able to support them and uh, do whatever we have to do to, to better their businesses and, and their families. Awesome. Cool, man. Thank you so much. I know it's late on a Friday and I, I appreciate your time. Uh, thank, thanks again for, for being on here. All three of my listeners really appreciate <laughs> it. I guess maybe people will be able to hear it later on, but <laughs> uh, me and the other three people that listen to this podcast regularly appreciate it and uh, look forward to connecting. No problem. Well, thanks for having me on, Ken. Bye-bye. You bet. Thank you. Bye.